Welcome to all visitors from across the universe. You are listening to Across the Universe, the Chicks with Accents podcast. Tere, I'm Getter. I blog at metaray.com from Estonia. <laughs> and I will be your host this episode. Uh, joining me today are, as always, my fellow Chicks with Accents. They are Nick, who blogs at Being Norma Jean from India. Namaste. And Sofia, who blogs at Returning Videotapes from Portugal. Hello. Hello, everyone. We're back for a quick episode. Uh, I think last time we mentioned we're going to talk about movies that we liked as teens, but not anymore. But instead, we're going to talk about the big elephant in the room. The coronavirus! Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be positive about it, because if I start panicking, I think it's going to make everything worse. Um, we're basically locked down, the cinemas don't work, I can watch as much Netflix as I can, but I can also work from home office, and I hope those who can't, uh, get, I don't know, benefits from the government or something, because this sucks. Sucks, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in the light of this, uh, disease that's pretty much the virus going on everywhere, we're gonna talk about the apocalypse, uh, today. Um, on a bright side, uh, to show that it could be much, much worse. Uh, we have picked each uh, one movie where basically the end of the world is gonna happen, it's inevitable, and we're gonna talk after we talk about the movies, uh, what we learned from them and what we can take as lessons in case the world uh, will end at some point. Uh, so that's our weird, strange episode this week. Mm. Before with the movies, uh, how are you girls? You're staying safe, you're staying home, you're isolating yourself? I mean, mostly. It's not like, no one cares in India so much, so mm. I'm really scared that when shit will hit the fan, it will hit the fan really hard. Mm. So I am panicking more than like most people, but mm. then it's like difficult because like I, I try not to go out, but then you have to go out to get something or the other, like you yeah. can't help it. Yes, but like there are very few people wearing masks, and although like you know like sanitizers are like uh, like you can't like whatever is happening in America with toilet paper in in India like the to- there's not that big a culture for toilet paper. People use water over here. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's so that has not happened, but like it's really difficult to find masks like. I mean, like actual professionals and finding the right masks because people have been holding all that and all those things, mm-hmm. which is also not good. Um, so it's it's a bit like like I spoke to like doctors and stuff. So like right now, hopefully, a lot of them are saying that like maybe the weather condition will be like good for us. Yeah, because um, it's warm. Uh, yeah, it's warm. Yeah. But just like everyone just has to be. So today, like my brother, his uh, college got like they closed up like 15 days earlier than they were supposed to mm. so I was like and he just he was gonna come anyway but he came today and I was like if you don't wear your mask in the flight you can't enter my house mm. and like the moment he entered like I didn't hug him I'm like first you go wash your hands yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then we will Oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like that. So I, I'm trying to do, but like I'm also by nature quite anxious and I'm prone to having colds and cuffs. So yeah. it's like 
it's it's not super fun. I just hope India gets shit together before if before it gets worse. Yeah. That's my thing. Even though they are like you know like they are there's like a there's a law over here called section like 144 which happens when which like you can't like more than four people can't congregate. Oh yeah, it's place. the same here. Yeah. So, so they have started they, like in the state that I am in, they have started that. Mm. But when I go out in the street, like you can't tell like there are very few people wearing masks and stuff. Mm. Like everyone is just out and about. Here it's kind of the the same as in Estonia, I think. Yeah. We're pretty much on lockdown now. Mm. Um and we're, I'm working from home too. Because I, fortunately, I can afford that because yeah. of the, the type of work that I do. Um, and yeah, and we just go out to do basically food and meds if necessary. So basically yeah. just really necessary things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think people are starting to obey. At first, the beaches were flooded. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> because school was out yeah. and people were starting not to work and I don't know they just went to the beach mm. but now um, I think you see less people mm. outside anywhere where I live but it's like big houses and a bit far away from each other so I don't see people anyway mm. like whatever <laughs> lockdown or no lockdown but but the sense that we get from the news that people are starting to realize that this is serious yeah. Especially because, you know, there's so many elderly here, too, yeah. in Portugal. Um, and they're obviously a risk group. Mm. So we're, we're taking extra care, especially I have, I have my grandma with me. Yeah. So that's why I immediately said I am not going out because mm-hmm. the risk of infecting her that's is it. huge. Yeah. 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 So. I, I'm also trying to think of the fact that uh, there's a likelihood if I get it, it's no biggie for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I would probably just treat it as like a regular cold which I get like every winter but like for my grandma even my mother I, I would not want to you know hang out with them I would be like nope sorry won't do because I wanted them to be safe and yeah. I feel like yeah. this started because when people started to talk about it in the first place when it was starting to happen in in January people weren't taking it too seriously the numbers are, are low but we are also a very small country. Yes, uh, yeah. Because yeah. we're compared to Portugal and India, like we're super <laughs> tiny. We're super <laughs> tiny. Yeah. So, so for you're like, us, you're uh, like the population of just Lisbon. Yeah, basically. And in India, it must be like one street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I live in a more populated, like this area is more people. Yeah. So it's weird to think that people like in America are talking about thousands and being like really like serious. And we were like, oh, my God, we have 20 and we started to kind of go nuts already. So, yeah, I think the news came like an hour before midnight as well. So some people went to bed and woke up next morning and everything was closed. Uh, (laughs) The the government. Yeah. I really think shit hit the fan when like. Tom Hanks got it. Yeah, <laughs> like I woke up. That was like my my big freakout night. Cause like I woke up. Like I, I accidentally fell asleep like in the living room. So I woke up at like five thirty and I had like a bit of like a cough. Yeah. And I was just like, oh fuck. I 
then I finally like fell asleep. And then when I woke up, it's like Tom Hanks. I'm like, Tom Hanks? How could you? Yeah. <laughs> All the they affected, it affected the most precious person exactly. in Hollywood. Yeah, I love it. Like, you wouldn't have cared for other people with Tom But yeah, it's it's a, uh, it's a heavy topic. Just if, if we sound very upbeat, it's because we're trying to be and not go insane in the room uh, with worry and anxiety and, and panicking. And please stop buying toilet paper, people. You don't have to go to the bathroom more often. No, I think. Technically. not what the symptoms, Technically. nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, our main discussion today is about apocalypse and end of the world. It's not going to happen, but it might. But first, this trailer from a fellow member of the LAM Podcasting Network. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. In a world where podcasts already seem to address every imaginable subject, one man broke new ground with a seemingly random obsession about exploding helicopters in movies. He was a podcaster on the edge. A maverick broadcaster who played by his own rules. Now, he has a last chance to talk about the strange way helicopters explode in film. Exploding Helicopter. Available on iTunes and Podomatic now. Think you know about Chopper Fireballs? Think again. So first up, we're going to talk about the heaviest, heaviest, literally the heaviest end of the world movie. Uh, which was picked by Sophia. <laughs> Uh, it's heavy because it's a planet that's colliding with our own, I, I guess. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, so my pick is uh, Melancholia. It's Lars von Trier's film from 2011. And it's heavy because it's literally about a planet colliding with our own. <laughs> but also because it's it's actually about depression. So I, I don't think I could have picked a more depressive film, like literally oh, so yeah. depressing. Yeah. But in a way, like it's pretty. So the end, it's the end of the world, but at least it looks good. So there's that consolation. Um, but yeah, but so anyway, so the, the plot, it's, it's as simple as that. There's a planet called Melancholia. And it's about, it, it's in a, it's not, it's in a collision route, but the characters don't know yet. Or like one of them hides it. And apparently the others have no access to television or internet for most of the time. <laughs> so uh, they just keep thinking that something bad might happen, but they're not 100% sure it will happen. So this planet is, is on collision and the setting is a wedding. This stars Kirsten Dunst and Charlotte Gainsbourg and Keither Sutherland. Um, among others, I mean, there's actually quite a few actors, but these three are the ones that remain um, doing the most part of the story. And so Kirsten Dunst is marrying Alexander Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. And it starts in the wedding party after the ceremony. Um, and it just, it's the, it's the apocalypse film that it's analyzing the end of the world, but from the perspective of these characters and specifically the two sisters, which are Kirsten Dunst and Charlotte Gainsbourg. Um, Justine and Claire. And so 
it's a very it's it's a very personal uh look at not the end of the world but more like depression because mm -hmm. justine is depressed and it's it's a bit hard to explain i'm sorry uh it's a it's a very simple plot but I'm, i hope i'm making sense to anyone because it's it's about it's the end of the world but it's not about the end of the world basically so justine is depressed and that's why I, the the planet is called melancholia it's like she will literally die from sadness <laughs> uh in this film and it's said to be part of like an unofficial uh depression trilogy from lies from trier oh. um yeah of course which i hadn't i i didn't know that it, they were connected in this way because i never the other films are antichrist which i think i was always too shocked watching it to see the mm -hmm. underlying depression theme mm -hmm. and then there's nymphomaniac which to me has always been about i mean obviously there's something empty there's some emptiness there in the characters but again the shock is so big like i'm nymphomania this is clearly about depression and i i wouldn't think that las montreal would have such a such a delicate look at this condition, um, but it does here. And I think this is the kind of film that some people really hate. And they actually think that it's actually very bad, not just because it's um, you know pretentious, but also botched like in terms of plot and everything. But to me, it makes all the sense. Uh, Dunn's character, and this is this is divided in two parts. So first we see Justine, which is Christian Dunn's, the depressed sister, if we can say that. And then there's the second part is about Claire. And so in the first part, um, we see like Justine's depression, and she's the one who senses that the planet Melancholia is something's wrong, you know. And there's this this ominous, um, but it's it's almost it, it's in the background. It's ominous, the pre, the menacing presence of the planet, but it's in the background still in the first half. And there's this focus just on how she's depressed and how people treat her, which is bad, except for her husband maybe. But then he leaves her, so I guess he doesn't treat her too well either. Um, but everyone just treats her bad, her sister, because her depression is a nuisance. So in a way, like I said, it's a movie where the end of the, of the world is happening. But for most of it, that's not for her. In a way, her world is ending right before, even before they know melancholia is colliding because mm -hmm. it, it, she has depression again. So she feels bad, but no one asks her if she's OK. And like I said, her sadness is a nuisance, right? And so this part of the film, I really love just how he captured that the, all those feelings and the, the behavior of someone who is um, depressed. Mm. And then you have, and and then you have the second bit, which is about Claire, and she was kind of the cold, uh, pragmatic sister. And in the second half, because then the focus is the planet and it's basically just a long wait of them looking at the planet coming, mm -hmm. thinking that it's going to just pass the Earth, right? Yeah. Um, and she's the one losing it, that starts to lose it mm -hmm. in the second half. So it's interesting to see. Whereas Justine, because she's 
I don't know, a little bit crazy. Uh, she just kind of embraces the inevitability of dying, you know, in a way. So, um, and this film is great on that part. So on just the, the emotions, the human factor, all of that, but it's also uh, incredibly gorgeous to, to watch. I think even people who hate it, they agree that it is a beautiful film. And that's in large due to the work, the, the work of the cinematographer, of course, Manuel Alberto Claro. And he also did Nymphomaniac. And he did The House That Jack Built, but I haven't seen that one. I know, Nick, you did. Um, so, and he looks just, oh, he looks gorgeous. And the first, the first eight minutes of the film are just like slow motion images uh, of shots uh, of like symbolic things. Um, with the backdrop of Wagner's Tristan and Isolde prelude or something. And I was, it's funny because I didn't know that. I went, I, I found the Wagner thing when I went to research, but I was watching it and it felt like a 50s thriller. You know, if you listen to soundtracks from movies from the 50s, kind of sounded like that actually in some mm. places. Anyway, it's a very moody and the film is also very moody in that sense. So it's very, it's gorgeous, it's surreal. In those moments, the rest of the cinematography I love. It's got very muted colors. It's got like a, a shaky camera going in some bits, and it just got this lovely grain and a lot of close-ups of. This. So, it's not an easy to digest. It's an easy film, not easy to watch. Even if you like the kind of film, it's not easy because it's got a huge amount of tension like you it makes you feel a little sick and yeah. uncomfortable especially in the second half you remember that getter right mm. <laughs> especially in the second half there's this bu buzzing like yeah. all the time like like all the time so it makes you physically ill <laughs> by the time it, it it's it's done and yeah, so it's an end of the world. And then it does have that sci-fi element of a planet colliding, which is not like, I don't know what the, where are the chances of that happening, but it's certain death. And the way they, they shoot it, he, he goes outer space and also from the POV of people on Earth, mm -hmm. just these three people. Um, it's done gorgeously, like, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching this in a theater that I went to just once, and yeah. it was like an old, it wasn't exactly a cinema theater, it was some old place, and it was winter, and it was minus degrees in the cinema. Imagine watching that movie while being constantly cold, <laughs> and wanting to just, I don't know, like, leave. Like, it was, and... I when you were talking about the movie I kind of remembered more things about it but the mm. most vivid memory about that movie is the feeling and that's like I, I it's been like nine years yeah yeah almost like nine years almost ten and I still remember that kind of heavy 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 feeling and I never want to see it again I'm so surprised you wanted to watch it for the second time I, I, I'm a masochist like that. Like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Nick, have you seen it once, twice? Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. I've definitely seen it once. I can't remember that we watched it. So, so one thing, this is when I was on my blog that I was talking about, is because 
Um, the year this came out on my blog, I'd made this list of like my favorite movie villains of the year, like a top 10 list. Mm-hmm. And I put Melancholia, the planet in there. And it also had the virus from Contagion. Yeah, yeah I know, right? So um, I had really liked it. Because <laughs> even I'm, I think, I feel like I watched it twice. I feel like it's one of the more watchable last month's real movies. Yeah. So, it's yeah. almost uplifting. So, it's, it's almost, right? And I honestly, Nymphomaniac Part 1 is like his funniest film, so. Yeah, anyway, I had uh, really liked it, and I liked, like, it was in, like, at, in 2011, how old was I? I was 19. Oof. So, it was like, it was just like, you know, I've never seen anything like it's that. True. So it's yeah. such a novel concept. And mm. I remember actually, like, I mean, when you're talking about it, I actually like the first half more. Mm-hmm. Because I was really into, like, the world falling apart sort of a scenario. Like, yeah, in the second half, the world literally, like, destroys. But in the first half, it's like, it's a horrible marriage, right? Like, mm. it's like a wedding. Like, things are just going out so bad mm-hmm. but like I really enjoy watching things being that uncomfortable so um that that I had I remember really liking the first half but it was like I feel like it's a movie that I, I even I, I actually remember it quite well too I feel I do feel like re-watching it sometimes but then I am but then I am not that same person so now I don't know how I will react to like the uncomfortableness and like the overall feeling of dread and all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, I think the the first half is is kind of fun even because there's a lot of characters. There's just that wedding drama, not funny fun like in the sense that it's it's normal. There's dialogue. There's people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's kind of a. a intrigue you know so it's dynamic maybe Mm. that's the word not fun it's dynamic so I think it's easy to watch the first half even if her state of mind is so sad to watch because you just you want to hold her and just tell everyone to go away (laughs) um but yeah but I think the second is but I know what 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 you mean like now this film it doesn't seem like weird to me it sounds like a it's Lars von Trier sure so it has those elements and it has some surrealism but it's normal you know what I mean like it's not like a mm-hmm. film that I'm blown away by its originality now today you know because mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah I think a lot of films now have this kind of different approach to 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 filmmaking it, it went a little a little mainstream in a way um but yeah what I know. did you learn from it? Oh. For this apocalypse. Oh yeah, get good seats. <laughs> get good seats to the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. They have them. <laughs> That's such pretty seats, yeah. Uh well so, like when, when we uh came up with a theme of this uh episode, uh when you said melancholy, I was thinking there's nothing like be aware of planets. Like <laughs> work at NASA, <laughs> be better at math. I don't know. I think you need to. Yeah, there's no way to avoid it. I think it shows. It. I don't think it means to. I, I'm not sure if that. But it shows like two different ways to. 
react or three even because yeah. I just don't say the third because I don't want to spoil it to anyone yeah. who hasn't seen it. I remember it was Dunn's character who accepted it, right? Like she was like exactly. Yeah, she was yeah. like, yeah, it's inevitable. And for her character, it was more like, eh, like <laughs> she had problems anyway. So that that felt like for her was like, eh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It was it was over already. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, and and the depression can make you feel like detached. Yeah. So. From- it's- the outside world, so uh, literally from the outside world. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so I think maybe that's why she just she was so she was almost indifferent. Yeah. To to it, and then Claire, like a normal person, freaked out. <laughs> yeah. She just freaked out. I think everyone would. Um, I'm not even sure what I would do when a planet was hurling towards us. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, when I was a kid, there was this whole thing about how a comet would come hit Earth in 2019 or something. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to be 27. That would be the end. Yeah. It was uh, for- 2000 as well. The world was supposed to end in 2000. True. Oh, oh, shit. We should have done 2012. Someone should have watched that. <laughs> I, was, I didn't I didn't have the movie till after. Like twenty first December, twenty first. Whenever the end of the world was supposed to happen, according to that movie, I was too paranoid to watch it. Oh, before that, <laughs> like I was like, let the let let that day pass, and then yeah. I will watch it. <laughs> it was not a good film. It was very, it was very Nicholas Cage. It was not good. Oh. Well, good thing I thought about the. Uh... The one where Jake Chillenhall is and uh, where everything goes ice. Oh, the day after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I loved that movie yeah. as a kid. I loved it so hard. <laughs> that was the time I saw Jake Chillenhall and I thought he was Toby Maguire. He didn't have his beard. He didn't have his beard. Really young. Yeah. I had seen, like, I think Spider-Man thought I was Mm. but yeah those those two are really good end of the world uh movies as well but yeah uh so that's melancholy you can watch it uh if you want to feel that the current situation isn't sad enough um (laughs) you you can make it sad it could be worse (laughs) you could face a planet Uh, yeah but uh so a little lighter I watched Take Shelter, also from 2011, by the way. Um, Yeah, I didn't know that was a coincidence. This was the first time for me watching this movie. I've always wanted to watch it. But I don't know why I thought of it being more horror. Because the IMDb lists it at horror movie, but it's not. It's more like a heavy, I don't know, indie thriller. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. kind of like yeah. a, a, more so, like a mystery. It's not horror. horror. So it's uh, directed and written by Jeff Nichols. This is literally, I think, the first movie of his I've seen. This is unbelievable. He's yeah, he's done <laughs> seven movies. Uh, one of them is short. Uh, two, yeah, uh, and he's done Loving and Mud, but I haven't seen those ones. But it stars Michael Shannon, uh, Jessica Chastain. There's a little girl as well. It's very minimal. 
it's basically is about Michael Shannon's character starting to having these dreams about a storm and mm-hmm. he is just he sees these dreams he has really like physical reactions to it when he wakes up you can sense that he's worried about these dreams he seeks help uh, you find out that his mother has uh, schizophrenia so he thinks he might be going crazy and all while trying to kind of find answers to his dreams and trying to kind of get better he's also pretty much building a shelter for this storm that he dreams about because apparently Mm -hmm. it can make people crazy so it's not like a regular storm it's the end of the world make everybody mad crazy uh type of Mm -hmm. rain storm and that's basically where the main plot starts to unfold he starts to build a shelter and it was not an easy movie to watch uh, no. right a few days after you're basically uh, stuck at home the borders are closed the cinemas are closed everything's closed <laughs> and uh, a virus is spreading because in in take shelter uh, at least I felt like you could do something <laughs> to kind of prevent it or to kind of get yourself safe like I don't want to say, let's just say it was magnificently acted by Michael Shannon because yeah, yep. he, he is just, I don't know what he does, but you can literally, like, he could look at a cloud and you would think, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Because I, I don't know, like, he, it's basically, like, it's just a feeling, right? It's it's a storm cloud. Uh, it's not anything like red or like it doesn't feel unnatural in that sense like birds flying Mm. rain it's all very natural elements but with Shannon's acting you kind of felt like oh this is not like this is not right and his dreams and everything and the way he reacted to him you constantly felt like this is like get that shelter ready man (laughs) get it get it ready so get the toilet paper that sounds I like that sounds like a sequel. Like take shelter to get that shelter. <laughs> but but like I did not see him buy any toilet paper. He he did put nope. in the toilet, but I didn't see any toilet paper. But yeah, it's it's a very compact um, end of the world movie. You are very stuck with this one family uh, and one guy. Uh, he has a daughter who's uh, deaf and there's have like money stuff and Justine plays the wife who uh, I don't sell stuff. Uh, so it's a, it's a very, very minimal uh, movie that is basically carried on Shannon's shoulders. And really? yeah, and the concept, I mean, in a sense, it is horrific because uh, nobody was talking about this. He was constantly seeing things that nobody else was seeing. Some of them were dreams, some of them were not. Um, So you never kind of knew what was happening. Yeah, and for me, I mean, for me, this most of the film until the final shot, it was all about: is he crazy or is he right? Yeah. mm -hmm. Right. You you don't know if, if the storm is really a deadly storm or if he is in fact just 
going insane. No, I was believing it. Like I believed him. <laughs> Your condition now. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm in it. I don't know what I, I. Maybe it was the combination of the fact that I don't know. Because I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I was, I was Jessica Chastain. Okay. I was like, he's crazy. And yeah. then, you know, in the end, I from I don't know why answer. from the beginning, I thought it was a real storm. I don't know if I went in knowing it as like a spoiler or something, but I, I always thought it was interesting, yeah. a real thing. Well, the last shot is quite famous at the end. It is. Maybe, maybe, because uh, that wasn't the tension for me. For me, it was the tension, like, get that thing ready. Uh, like, Jessica, why don't you believe him? It was, like, more <laughs> of the frustration of, of being yeah. somebody who knows something, and they can't kind of prove that to others, which is very mm -hmm. horrifically connected to this whole corona thing right now, if I think about it. So, yeah. so it's kind of like a, a circle of how do you convince other people about something you're so certain of uh, that mm -hmm. even, even while trying to find help for yourself, you're literally trying to build a shelter that will protect you as well. So that was kind of like the conflict of, of me but like if I think about it now that's scarily like the situation that's happening in, in ways that some people take it very seriously and others don't and I'm afraid of for those who don't because they would be the ones who would make it worse and worse every mm -hmm. day so yeah that's interesting because it kind of it worked on that level too like I never thought of take shelter like that yeah but it's interesting that you did and it worked because maybe it could also be meant to be like that. I don't know. Like, I'm so skeptical yeah. that even in the end, I was like, wait, is she crazy too now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is a storm really coming? <laughs> yeah. Because she also, the, the little girl also saw it. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, all of them are crazy. <laughs> no. No, no, that, that was cool. Like, that was, that was like a, a cool twist. Like that was that's why that last shot is so yeah. iconic. But yeah, great movie. I agree. A lot of tension. Uh, Shannon is amazing as always. But I think this movie was the one where it put, it put the spotlight on him. I yeah. remember yeah. when it came out. Yeah, like, we we were all vlogging back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we were in it, and it's just it's really good. It's really good. It's exactly my kind of movie. I am so mm. glad you picked it. Very glad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I finally watched it. I've started it three times before I finished it on the fourth go. Like, mm -hmm. I kept watching it, like, five minutes, and then something came up. Ten minutes, something came up. So I've seen the beginning, like, four times. It's, it's, I can't yeah. believe it's, like, 2011. Because I also remember the buzz, and it's, like, so long ago. But, mm. um... Oh, Nick, you haven't... How did you do you remember yeah. it what happened? Then? I remember um I remember the ending. I remember like this one I remember as much as I remember Melancholia. Mm -hmm. Um uh, yeah, and I've definitely seen it one. And this was also the year of like Jessica Chastain, because I think she was in this, she was in Free of Life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like she suddenly, you know, like broke out and everything. She was with a help. And she got nominated for that. And, um, but, no, I remember really, what I remember, 
isn't he like in a like a smallish community yeah, and then yeah. everyone like sort of like turns back on him right um, like i remember there's a scene like in like a mess hall or something yeah he gets and, like, into a fight with his uh co-worker slash friend yeah yeah it's also interesting i think with each of our movies it's like more and more relatable to what is happening you know like melancholy is not that relatable at all um shakespeare is a bit because that's how like people like i i mean who knows what happened in china right but like i feel like people are too scared to think about like the world ending which is why like we are in the situation like people are just like it's not that big a deal like up down you know um <laughs> yeah. i feel like that's how people act or like if you become like if you are taking shots of your the crazy like yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it is it's like it's very relatable to what's happening now but i remember like really like you remember really like shannon because shannon usually for me i love him but he's like always like that crazy guy right like like I, when i think for some reason the first movie i think of when i think of micro shannon is premium rush because i feel like that's like the quintessential micro shannon character right it's just like first one to pick okay like he's just he needs crazy eye but he's awesome but like i feel like you guys as far as i remember he was really subdued in this in comparison but like i think that made all the more impact mm-hmm. um because he was kind of like a like a like a gentle giant thing Yeah like he no. was very kind no. like he wasn't going extremely yeah. nuts but like he felt like he was like proper kind of like he's preparing let him prepare yeah. <laughs> let him do his stuff like you never felt like oh my god get him to a you know asylum whatever he was so rooted as a character to kind of the situation mm-hmm. yeah yeah premium rush what a movie <laughs> <laughs> like after watching this i really got into jeff nichols um um i think i watched a lot of his films i can't remember the others that he made but i really really hardcore loved mud mm-hmm. and i think i think you like it to get her i think because it's like a really like lovely coming of age mm. film all right uh, So I think maybe should watch that too. Is it the one with the chicken wings? She means she means uh Killer Mike. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's really the opposite of that. Like but um uh yeah, but this is like this was really nice and I would I would I don't know if I want to rewatch it right now maybe some when it happier times mm, for yeah. some reason this is okay, maybe it's like closer and closer to what is happening to us yeah like those movies make me more anxious like I'm not watching contagion anytime soon you know I get that uh the lessons I learned from this movie mm. are basically that dreams come true people dreams <laughs> Dreams come true. <laughs> That's like a really good spin on it. Dreams yeah. do come true. <laughs> Dreams do come true. Uh, trust your crazy husband. Yeah. Yeah. And trust your instincts. Yeah, trust well. your instincts. Trust your crazy husband, and don't mm-hmm. go far from your shelter. Just stay close. That's basically it. Like if you're gonna do, if you're gonna commit to keeping yourself safe, 
do it. Just don't like oh a few days and then I'm just gonna go somewhere. Just no, stay there. (laughs) Do it and just commit to your shelter, please. Enter Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Yes, just do it. So, on to our happiest movie pick of this episode. Mm. We have Nick with not a 2011 movie. So, so when I read this idea for this podcast, it was like 3 a.m. And like the very first movie that came into my head was Sean of the Dead. Um, So, and so I, and I've been meaning, I mean, it is like, easily in my top 10 films of all time and I have been meaning to rewatch it for some time now like I've, I mean I've watched it quite a few times but it's mm-hmm. been like maybe a couple of years since I've rewatched it so today I did watch that and it's like so it's so of the time like forget the job but it's like things like you know like the whole newscast thing happens and then like people who are infected should isolate should not step out don't leave your house <laughs> Okay, and it's just like, it's like, oh, fuck, like that, that's actually like, it's too, it's really close to home, you know, and I mean, but like, other than that, like, what can you actually, like, I mean, who, if you haven't seen Sean of the Dead, it's about this guy called Sean, played by Simon Pegg, who lives with his best friend from, like, primary school, played by Nick Frost, obviously, and he has a girlfriend named Liz, and they they're sort of like stuck like so the whole movie is it's, it's a zombie com it's a zomcom but the whole movie is about like i mean the way it starts off and you see is like people are sort of like zombies anyway like you know like mm. the way i mean now like you know like what's been really interesting like in all of like for me like the most like fascinating part of this whole corona thing has been like studies and people's behavior and stuff like how people are reacting and like what it means for like capitalism what it means for like our way of society as we know it what has failed what has not you know mm-hmm. so uh, like in the movie we say that people sort of act like, like they repeat the same routine over and over again and they sort of become zombie-like so it's sort of like a commentary on like our society as well so uh, I was also talking about how the most interesting or fascinating thing for me during this whole corona experience has been to just like see like read studies or things about how like you know like how capitalism or late capitalism or like the society as we know it has maybe sort of is not going to be the same moving forward because like this has sort of like revealed so many cracks in our system mm-hmm. like each everyone so it's it's so this so I I would I was personally relating all that to Shaun of the Dead too when I was watching it this time you know like and it's also like the end of it is like it's so it's a funny movie and it's a positive movie so in the end like spoiler alert like zombies sort of become like accepted in society and like there are like like reality shows and this and that about like zombies and like there's Coldplay doing like a zombie or whatever there's like so many things <laughs> happening but I think that's also interesting because like look at like what like today I retweeted like people in Italy like singing 
Rihanna's bitch better have my money from the balcony. Because people are like, and you're like, you know, like it, it reminds me of like this episode in Doctor Who when like the doctor is like the world is gonna end by like in while people are filming it in their mobile phones, and it's like it's so funny to me because like so many things that you expect people to do, people are doing, but you're like, are you actually doing on this ship? Because we live in such a wacko world, mm-hmm. and I think like short of the dead, like like the only thing which isn't relatable is the actual zombies. I feel. Everything else, I think it captures, like, even though it came out in, like, I don't know, 2002, 2003, it's, like, it's sort of, like, you can, like, relate to how people are reacting now. Like, people are so, like, like, it's, there's such animals of, like, our habit, you know? Like, we just, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so difficult to get out of it. And it's so much about, like, that's what it's about. Like, the whole story is about Sean to realize that maybe you should, like, break some of these patterns and, like... You know, like, it's also, I feel like it's sort of like a coming of age story. So, even though he's, like, 29 years old. So, uh, in so many ways. And it's obviously, like, really funny. And really fun. It's fun and funny. And, like, it's such an amazing, like, like the fact that it's Edgar Wright's first movie is insane. Like, he already has, like, so much control and it's just so much of his voice comes through it anyway. Mm. And he just tells, like, such a complete and funny and heartwarming. Like, it's not just a zomcom, you know. There's, like, there are, like, multiple layers working. Like, it's the story. Like, you know, like, he's just... Mm. The, it's, like... I mean, obviously, like, a lot of humor comes from zombies. But, like, you know, he could have been put in any other way to, like, test... Any other such circumstance to, like, test it out, I think, just zombies are the most fun way of doing it and even like zombie the fact that they've used zombies like tell something about like our culture and the way we are yeah like the social media yeah 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 or like looking at your phone or like just becoming but like that's just such an old movie it's like 16 years ago yeah i think it's more relevant Mm -hmm. now than it was back then I think it was so it was so the whole like isolation and like do like the whole like I mean to be like if someone can argue like the whole reason like all the shit goes down is because they all decide to like leave the house and go to the bar and like all the all the shit goes down you know like yeah. you could, if they had just not left their houses maybe like none of that would have happened but you don't know that but yeah. yeah it can like that could that's my lesson like just don't leave your house like stop like just like survive like that's gonna be me if that's a zo- zombie apocalypse <laughs> you know i'm like not the one going out and fighting them i'm the one who's like saving them. Like, yeah. i i think the first time i saw shan of the dead it was quite recently like i didn't see it when it first mm-hmm. came out but i saw it and i was like oh this is this is like the fun version of you know, walking dead uh more fun like the kind of british sort of like cozy humorous but still serious so yeah i i liked it it's a really good pick uh out of the three i would pick the zombies but you have more fighting chance with zombies technically out of the three 
you could survive the longest with zombies. Depends on how fast they are. Apparently, they can be any uh, speed version nowadays. But if they're really slow, yeah. <laughs> every t- every single time people die in a zombie movie, they do something stupid. So just be smart and you can survive. Don't leave the house, basically. Just like just do just do the social distancing. <laughs> But but yeah, like I would I would think that I would survive longer in Shaun of the Dead than the Storm one. But but to me it's like I will probably, but at the same it's like it's like it's like Hunger Games, you know. I know I'm that person who's gonna die first, you know. It's just like there's no point. So I might as well like 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 everyone like go out at the same time. Plus it's gonna be pretty. Plus like maybe there'll be a party. Like who knows? Like. That's, that's my idea. I'm like, it's gonna, like, the world will collide and there'll be, like, a huge party and everything will be right and <laughs> Anyway, I just want to say that I like it, too. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, but what would be the lessons? But, yeah, my, my, les- my lesson is, like, don't think your house. That was my lesson. I was like, that's what they did. That's what they did wrong. We shouldn't have left the house. I just <laughs> even, or even when they were when even when they were in the bar like they should have just like i'm sure they could have found a room or something to like shut themselves in they just like kept attracting more attention like idiots you know like i mean it's funny but it's like if i was in that situation i would just have like kept really quiet you know just like don't yeah don't don't invite problems is the mm. thing like just like self-preservation is the key that make, was my lesson make smart decisions yeah like don't do it just don't, just don't go out to drink just like get, just drink at home yeah. yeah like we all did before yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so basically yeah. what we learned everything we learned here uh, applies to the situation that's happening in the world right now yeah um don't get too freaked out stay calm take it seriously and uh self-isolate in a shelter or whatever uh stay at home just don't leave Mm -hmm. all the lessons uh i just wanted to say that uh, i feel like every apocalyptic end of the world movie could be applied to the current situation the lessons and everything we've learned from the movies um yeah and here, some of the like the biggest lessons literally apply at the moment. That's very meta, right here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're bringing you very meta content um, from across the universe. Yeah. Yay! You know, you know something about zombies, though. I feel like it would be really easy as a society to just control them. Yeah, like brains. The the slow the slow and dumb ones. Yeah. I I just moved. Uh, the, not okay. the World War Z ones. No, no, yeah. no, no. Those no. are just fast. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can just. What's they do? To be fair, that's what they do in the movie. They they win. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I think so too. And I think I mean I I really think if you don't engage like you survive, just like. Stay at home. <laughs> stupid. Just don't go out there. Just mm-hmm. don't invite them in like idiots. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. So that was our uh, very uplifting episode uh, on on the world ending and apocalypses. Does anyone have any plugs, Nick? So I have an anti plug that like I mean so there's this movie, this is Indian movie called Surya Vanshi, don't try to pronounce it. And it's part of like for India, like the part of the first like universe of movies. There's this director's name is Rohit Shetty, and he makes like these action movies, what we call masala movies, like the super like hyper action comedy romance all the elements in one movie but majorly an action movie about like so he's made one called Singham which is about this one police inspector played by this one actor and then he made one called Simba which is about this other police inspector played by this other actor and now he's made Surya Vanshi which is about another police inspector played by another actor except (laughs) in this movie so so that the trailer of that came out except the trailer was Four minutes long. Four fucking minutes long. Okay? So, like, so Indian movies anyways have this problem. Like, the majority of the trailers just give away so much of the plot that, like, it genuinely, like, pisses me out. But in this movie, in this trailer, it's like, they gave, like, so these two other, because it's the, the cop universe or whatever the fuck, like, these two other cops are also supposed to make cameos. But, you know, like, even if it's like public knowledge, like don't show how they make their cameos in the trailer. Like, why will I watch the movie? Why? Like, I can just watch that trailer, like, like whatever, 40 times or like slow it down, you know? Like, the entire movie, all of the punchlines, all of the stupid action, all of like, all of them, like, ma- like messaging. Because obviously, like, in India, there's a whole, like, right now, because of corona, it's sort of, like, people aren't talking about it, but there's a massive, massive, like, John Oliver talked about it, there's a huge communal thing that sort of, like, has been brewing since uh, last year, okay, so, that, mm-hmm. so, but then they also had to put, like, a messaging in there, but you know, it's, like, it's such pandering to audiences, but even that has to be, I honestly thought the trailer ended, like, three times. Because I'm like, that must be the end. But then they will have something else and they'll have something else and they'll have something else. It was, it literally, like, I, like, I mean, in the most non-offensive way, it made me feel suicidal. Oh, <laughs> like, I just wanted to die after watching that trailer. It was so awful. It was so fucking awful. It was so bad. It was so, I'm so angry. I'm so happy. The only good thing for me because of this corona thing is that the that movie has been pushed on. But I know it's going to make a lot of money because that, like, the actors that they chose and the director, he's just, like, he's sort of, like, Indian Michael Bay. Like, he has, like, the most ridiculous explosions and all, like, all in his in the movies, the cars, like, there are cars, there's a car action scene. The car will never just, like, derail or something, you know? It's going to flip over. It will never <laughs> not flip over. It will flip over every time.
time. And like it will flip over in the most extra way. Oh no, no. It's going to like it's going to somersault in the air, you know? It's, uh, it's like it's insane. Just watch the trailer and never watch the movie because you don't need it, you know? Even <laughs> even short trailers like two minutes give away too much. So I can just imagine yeah. the four minutes, like what the hell are you gonna show you? Like what it is. I can imagine. Uh, Sophia, anything more brighter, a little happier, a little <laughs> less mad? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm plugging myself. Um, and basically, I think, I think, I hope, I'm pretty sure that by the time this episode goes up, the vlog will be back on. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, isolation. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically it's gonna kick off with the Blind Spot series. And of course, like I apologize that last year, most of the entries, I, I, I wasn't able to publish them. I basically wasn't able to publish anything beyond March 2019. Um, so I'm sorry. I hope everyone understands that just life just went insane and i just i i had zero time and zero energy outside of work to do anything so um i think now i'm on track i hope that now i have more time and so uh the blind spot series will be back to anyone who wants to join i will message everyone by the time this goes up i probably already messaged everyone who participated last year to see if they want to do it again um, and yeah, and then just, you know, vlogging as usual. I hope to have movie reviews, not new movies, right? Because this is a little grim for for the movie thing. But, you know, Netflix and things. Actually, the other, the other night, yesterday, yeah, I was watching Netflix and it was so slow. And I called my brother and his was slow too. And I think it was because so many people on a Saturday night were watching Netflix. There's nothing else to do that it was actually crashing the app. Mm. So that's a little scary. <laughs> But yeah. I'm so glad you're gonna come back. Like I, I've been waiting for this. Oh, my, my one fan it's not my number one fan it's like my one fan <laughs> <laughs> the only one like sometimes <laughs> so I remember like you didn't even like uh, blog that often but I will go on your blog and scroll and I'm like it's so beautiful it's gorgeous <laughs> I know it just it yeah. just sits there <laughs> it's so pretty unmovable <laughs> it's like the end of the world yeah <laughs> so pretty yeah um So as a plug, I think maybe I'm going to talk about a Netflix show because everybody's going to be stuck at home. Um, I watched a lot of Netflix this year. And one of the shows that stood out for me is Ragnarok. It's a Norwegian show about the god of thunder, a.k.a. Thor. But it's put in like a kind of like a skin situation. So you have these small Norwegian school where there's like a really... Um, I wouldn't say. Rich kids, uh, a few of them, like, uh, big shot characters, and then you have this guy who has trouble reading and uh, is very isolated, and suddenly he kind of 
moves with uh, his mom and his brother, who it took me an episode and a half to realize it was Loki. Uh, he looks oh. he looks like Loki. Like he's definitely inspired by Loki. I think he even wears green and stuff. Like he's Loki, but it took me so long to like register that it's him, uh, which is ridiculous. But uh, they move to this town, and suddenly he kind of starts to have these weird powers and stuff so he's turning into a god literally and um it's fun uh don't watch it with dubbed english versions guys please just watch the original read the subtitles i'm reading the subtitles i don't yeah. like <laughs> subtitles uh <laughs> sophia and nick know i don't like subtitles <laughs> but but this is a show where i read the subtitles and it's really really fun and you, and you learn a little bit about what Ragnarok is and stuff, like the myths and, and the gods and stuff and the giants, like you learn the mythology as well, uh, just a little bit, which is kind of kind of cool. So definitely watch that one. That's a good show to watch. And then watch Elite, which is a Spanish show. That's also good. But that was my plug. That was the episode. Uh, once again, my name is Getter. I blog at metaray.com. And you can find me on Twitter at MetaRay and on Instagram under Fangirls Hideout, which is book-related stuff. My name is Nick, and I have a blog. It's, you can find it at beingnormalgenderblogspot.com. I have not written anything in it. I'm, I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, I'll also be inspired by Sophia and use this time to be more productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Nickel underscore Z. Okay, and I'm Sophia. I blog at returningvideotapes.com and you can find me on Instagram or Twitter under returning videotapes. That's coming back. Woo! Uh, <laughs> all our episodes are free to download and listen to on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio under Across the Universe Podcast. You can also find them on our blog, acrosstheuniversepodcast.wordpress.com and follow us on Facebook under facebook.com slash acrosstheuniversepodcast. Uh, feel free to uh, pick your own favorite way to go on Twitter. Uh, I will post a poll about if you want to die with a big planet or a storm or a zombie and you can come there at Metaray and pick your favorite among the three um, inspired by the movies that we discussed today. Uh, you can also send us uh, your picks at our email across the universe podcast at gmail.com. Uh, easier on Twitter, uh, just adding this. Uh, so new episodes go up every Tuesday. Uh, next episode will be an episode that was supposed to be this episode, which is the teen movies we used to love that are not really good to watch at the moment anymore. Until then, bye. 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 Fingers crossed until then. Words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither as they pass and slip away.